नमस्कार गुड आफ्टरनून टू ऑल द लिस्नर्स ऑफ ईबीसी रेडियो एंड कोर्स सैटरडे आफ्टरनून टाइम फॉर ईबीसी ड्रामा क्लब ज्वाइनिंग मी राइट नाउ इज आचर जी हाँ शुदत्ता नमस्कार एंड वेलकम सर हाव आर यू थैंक यू थैंक यू कुलराज जी थैंक यू वेरी मच इट्स रियली uh a great uh, uh, fortune for me or i'm very fortunate to be here today to talk to you all on this uh, you know this afternoon turned out to be pretty nice sun is peeking out and and uh, and the fall is in the air the air is crisp cool and the fall theater season has started all around so uh, folks uh, you know um, get ready for some exciting shows that's happening all around you know uh, some good shows are going on around here like uh, in uh, macarthur theater they are having uh, uh the um uh, auburn's uh, Dow, uh, not auburn's uh, that other play um uh, i think proofs right proof is there and then on uh, um i think the god of carnage is at the villagers theater uh, all all the theaters around there playing and next weekend we are having this south theater asian festival. yes south, south asian, asian theater, theater festival. festival so guys um yeah, that's a big thing happening at the crossroads theater festival and today we have here in our studio uh some very um, you know nice personalities great people from the theater and we have dr farley richmond uh from university of georgia uh, he is uh, well known and well regarded in the theater community as one of the experts in south asian theater and uh, and uh, he has done extensive work on this and along with it he has come to this festival to kulraji to direct a play uh, grish karnad's play haivadan uh, that will be in english and that will be staged on i think 29th right so so he's come here to do that he has done this play again before uh, earlier and uh, we will uh, talk to him so without further ado welcome dr richmond thank you and thank you. Um, and uh, welcome we have also have arpana here arpana bhattacharya we have shurendra kurana and uh, uh, shailendra kurana right shailendra kurana i'm sorry and narendra kishnani out here and and of course kulraji is here and i'm shudipta baumik uh, with you so uh, dr richmond yes, how do you feel how do you about feel? this festival ah uh, well this is the third time i'm doing a show for the epic actors so i'm absolutely uh, delighted and uh, honored to be working with these fine performers from this area great thank you thank you for coming you know you have come all the way from the from georgia to do this and it is our privilege to be able to you know uh, for all of us in the community to work with you and to see your work and uh, and we'll we'll talk more about this festival but uh, before that i'd like to talk to you about some of the things that you have done i mean i, I was going through your website and and you know trying to ah. uh, <laughs> look into uh, the things and i saw that you went to india in the early 60s uh, sometimes sometimes yes. in the 60s mid, mid as 60s your, yeah. when you were a grad student and uh, to do right. your work there right right and uh, and was it uh, then that you fell in love with the indian theater i mean is that term appropriate fell in love with indian theater uh well i fell in love with india oh wow okay <laughs> and then i fell in love with indian theater um i i was uh, yeah. the trip to india was first time i'd ever been out of the of north america i'd never traveled mm-hmm. abroad so it was quite uh, an exciting journey i went there first by sea I took a sea journey uh-huh. from New York Harbor. So it was one of the last times the passengers 
passenger liners were plying and going in that direction. And so then, how long did it take you? 23 days. Wow. <laughs> it was a long time. It was very it was like a great holiday. Wow. <laughs> 23 days on a long cruise ship, yes. And um so so I learned a lot of um interesting things about myself and my expectations. Because so let I, me ask you a question. Yeah. It was the 60s, and a lot yes. of Westerners were flocking towards the east to India during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, was that uh, one of the motivations? That, I mean, the motivations were different. But I know you went on a Fulbright scholarship uh, yes. there, out there as a part of your Yes, I did. Grad studies, right? Yeah. So, but but the Beatles had been, you know, and Maharishi Yogi right. had been uh, present, and we were all excited about India as a place to, to visit. And there wasn't that much travel, as far as I can tell, of uh, tourists to India at the time. There probably was, but I didn't – I wasn't aware of it. And so uh, going there was a special treat because um, – since I could afford it, mm-hmm. you know, college students notoriously are poor. So, <laughs> so I, I was, I considered it a great privilege to be able to go abroad and to be in India at that time, and met many wonderful people, many famous now, well-regarded actors and and performers, musicians, painters, and a wide range of people. Uh, and that was also point of time when the Indian theater was, and, and in, in culture as well, was going through a uh, change uh, in yes. the, the 60s, and so it was a very crucial moment there at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, but you have done most of your work on the traditional uh, Indian theater forms, am I right? And especially Kutiyattam. Uh, yes, Kutiyattam has been the thing I ultimately landed on and specialized in, okay. and uh, mostly from the point of view of studying the gesture language. I was interested in the gesture language, and uh, so my initial attraction to Kudiyattam came uh, through a old and dear friend who is now deceased, uh, L.S. Rajagopalan, who is a well-known um, authority on Indian, uh, South, especially Kerala and South Indian music. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rajagopalan introduced me to Kudiyattam in a way that kept my attention going for years and years and years. So, uh, uh, And my teacher... Um, uh, Kalamandam uh, Raman Chakyar, mm-hmm. who uh, has now since retired from the Kerala Kalamandalam. He was a young man when I first studied with him. <laughs> you know, uh, when we grew up and as, a, as a child, and many of these forms, especially Kutiyattam or uh, even Bharat Natyam uh, mm-hmm. and, and other forms are uh, Chow, even uh, the Purulia mm-hmm. Chow, were mostly a uh, dance forms to us. I mean, we didn't consider them as, you know, play forms. I mean, they're mostly uh, uh, dance, and, and it was treated as, as dance. Although, really, the Bharat is not the Shastra. They, they don't differentiate between the two, if I understand correctly that too much, right? Uh, they, they do, actually. Uh, I think that, that um, the Natya Shastra makes a distinction between dance and, and performance. It's a little hard to read in through the lines, but but clearly, uh, the Natya Shastra itself deals with classical Sanskrit drama right. and uh, performance. And uh, dance enters the picture uh, through some other important texts. Uh, and uh, the Natya Shastra talks about dance and movement, but uh, it's, it's primarily addressed towards Sanskrit drama. What What is interesting for us, I mean, when... Uh, uh, for anyone who's dealing with Indian 
performance is that there is a close connection between music, dance, and theater, and that it's hard to dissociate these three things into separate categories. In the West, we tend to think of musical theater. Right. We right. think of drama. Straight uh, plays. Stage, and yes, exactly. And the way we call them. Dialogue yeah. drama. Right. And, and basically, uh, Sanskrit drama uh, was a combination dance, music, and performance, uh, dialogue performance, we think. Um, there's not really a clear... We don't have... The only surviving example of Sanskrit drama that we can point to today is the Kudiyattam. And mm-hmm. uh, the stylized chanting in Kudiyattam suggests that it was anything but dialogue drama. And the fact that it sometimes uh, a one-act play in Kudiyattam is about 35 days long. Wow. That's how long it takes to do the thing from beginning to end. Right, right. So, so that's not like a normal drama in the West. And, and uh, I, I was going through some of your uh, uh, papers and publications, and another form which you mentioned about uh, in your work is the Assamese form of uh, Ankyanata, Ankyanata, and mm. that's an Eastern form. And mm. uh, um, I mean, uh, many people are not aware of it. Uh, maybe you can uh, talk a little bit about it. I mean, that's that's of Eastern. I mean, Kutiyattam is from the south of India, whereas. Uh, this Ankanatya is, is from, from the Assam, Assam yes. which is yeah. northeast. Right. And, uh, and in fact, I was not aware of that form that much until I was uh, right. read about it. It's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a form that uh, is, was proposed by uh, Shankaradeva, who was the, the great poet saint of Assam. And I was fortunate to travel in uh, 6970 with Dr. Niyog, who is uh, uh, a scholarly authority on uh, Ankyanat. And what I discovered was that the, the art form takes place within the confines of the sacred uh, performance spaces uh, where the sacred text is kept. And you know the Assamese don't worship a, a deity, an idol. They worship a book, the, the, so the, mm. the, the Bhagavad Purana which is uh, the stories of Lord Krishna. And so the plays themselves center on Krishna and his life and the stories around it, surrounding his life. So the plays themselves, uh, in uh, initially, the, uh, the heads of the Satradikas, or who were the heads of the monasteries uh, in Assam, uh, proposed that everyone uh, who was a uh, religious person should produce a one-act play. So these are short one-act plays. And they have to write a play, right? They have to write a play, and and so essentially what happens is you get a number of one-act plays, essentially one-act plays, written in Assamese with Sanskrit uh, loan words, and the the stories center on Lord Krishna, and they're acted in the midst of the audience, so that at one end of the Namgar, it's called, Mm -hmm. uh, is the... uh, sacred text, and at the other end is the entranceway, and the audience is sitting uh, facing the acting area from two sides. So the actors work between that space of the entranceway and the sacred text, back right, and right. forth. Yeah. And and so you have, it's a very unusual uh, art form. Uh, it's the same arrangement, the tennis court arrangement, that the, that the French uh, in fact, when they were when they were originally doing uh, their play, neoclassical plays in the 17th century, were using, so they had the same principle of a of uh, this 
sort of tennis court arrangement with the actors in between the two audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very exciting. And, and, and uh, I mean, since you have really uh, went across India and looked into so different uh, various forms of traditional uh, performances, and, and uh, we have seen some of them, but we didn't look into them in, in, in you know, going into the various parts of the country. With uh, like, I, I grew up with Jatra, or, mm. or I grew up with, you know, uh, Ramlila, or, or, or things in, in Bengal. There is one thing like these wandering minstrels mm-hmm. and their bowls are there, bowls, and then yeah. there are people who do. Uh, I don't know whether you have seen it. We call uh, Ramlila kind of thing, but there is one person. It's it's a one person mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. who sings and chants and does the entire mm-hmm. uh, story from. The, either from the Krishna's life or from, you know, mm. Mahabharata's mm. or from the Ramayana's. Mm. Ramayana is very popular, of course, uh, from mm. that. Mm. And, and that thing. Um, and, and you mentioned that, uh, UNESCO, right, has been, has designated the um, Kutiyattam as one of the and Ramlila as well. Ramlila as recently, well. and Ramlila has been designated as a, um, a form that should be preserved for mankind. Essentially, essentially, they s- singled out these art forms as so special that they need to be preserved and uh, and need the attention of the general public of the world. And mm-hmm. so, so that was in order to keep them from dying. Uh, Kudiyatam. When I first studied Kudiyatam in the early seventies, um, Kudiyatam was there were really only thirteen people who knew how to perform it. So uh, it was an art form that was virtually on its last legs. And then finally, um, through the intercession of uh, some individuals uh, uh, who were in, placed in government, the UNESCO recognized uh, Kudiyatam as an art form that needed uh, special attention. The Ford Foundation had, had put attention on Kudiyatam for some time. The Sangeet Nath Academy... Mm-hmm. In Delhi, and uh, that and Kerala both had attempted to uh, support it, but they didn't have the uh, resources that uh, that were there in the international community. So the Japan Foundation has helped to a certain extent to preserve Kudiyatam for posterity. Okay, uh, uh, folks, we are talking to Dr. Farley Richmond here at the EBC Studios, EBC Drama Club. Uh, so if you have any questions, anything you want to ask, uh, please call in at 732-297-9886. Uh, Dr. Richmond, uh, I'd like to shift gears a little bit and... Uh, and you have been uh, also working besides this very traditional force, also a considerable amount of work on Sanskrit drama, right? Uh, yes. You have done uh, the various forms, like I have seen your uh, little play card, uh, mm. which you did at the SATF. Mm. Um, and I've seen also, um, so, uh, talking about little play card, and, and I'll go to that other question later on. Um, since li- little clay cart and then sacrifice, and I've seen um, those, and, and I'm going to see this play also. I've seen you using masks. In Little Clay Cart, you use uh, Balinese uh, topang form and their mask, and you also mixed other masks. So, yes. so as I was asking the other time, that um, uh, it seems you have a fascination for masks. Um, Maybe a fixation. A fixation <laughs> for masks. Uh, uh, I mean, this brings me uh, another story, which I'll tell you later. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, why so? I mean, uh, yeah. why, why use masks? Well, uh, there, there's a practical reason in, in Little Clay Cart. There are many characters in Little Clay Cart, maybe 40 or so characters. And so in order to uh, – we couldn't possibly cast 
that many people in the show. So in order to uh, accommodate a smaller cast and a lot of characters, what, uh, instead of making such huge cuts in the script, what we did was we uh, decided that one person would play many characters, mm-hmm. as did the Greeks, because in Greek drama, uh, when... Uh, Sophocles was writing Oedipus Rex, you actually had one actor playing more than one role. So Oedipus himself played one role, but then others like uh, Yocasta uh, played more roles in the play because it was necessary. Mm -hmm. So in Clay Cart, what we decided to do was use uh, the masks as a way of separating the characters. And so uh, because I had been interested in using Balinese masks, uh, I went to Bali and chose certain masks to use for some of the characters. I had also collected over the years some masks. And I mixed uh, masks from different uh, genres of performance, like the Comédie uh, dell'Art Comédie from, uh, Italy. from Italy. And, um, and then I also mixed some masks that I'd picked up in New Orleans. So mm-hmm. I'd actually used uh, a variety of masks for the characters in uh, Clay Cart. And but not for all the characters because basically I saw the idea that the the central f- figure of Charudatta, who's the male lead, and Vasanta Sena, who's the female lead, would not be masked because there was no need for them to be since they were going to play their role throughout the whole play. And the child, their uh, Charudatta's child, uh, would not be masked. Mm-hmm. So essentially, I I kept. Uh, the mask only as necessary for the integration of the cast in a smaller scale, uh, which is, in a sense, what I've done with uh, Hayavadana, because the the play itself calls for the use of masks. Right, right. Uh, Clay Cart doesn't call for the use of masks. We don't know what actually the original play was like, but I suspect they probably did have actors in the companies in those days. You know, there was a lot of... Uh, free time. <laughs> so, a lot of people could play. So, so uh, you have done many uh, Indian texts in uh, in the on the American stage you, with your students or other uh, performers, and um, but uh, how would you say uh, Indian texts and India's plays and dramatic forms are being accepted? in USA, in, in America. And, and uh, because I know some of the plays were done, like Little Clay Cart. Little Clay Cart was done uh, even long back in the 1920s. Yes, uh, 20s, uh, right, uh, the, the Neighborhood, neighborhood Theater, Right, Neighborhood Playhouse did that. And, and so, so there was some interest in some plays, but, uh, but what, what, what's your experience with it? Well, I think that as with most plays from uh, Asia, uh, the audiences here are not familiar with the dramatic literature of that part of the world. Um, and so it's been a struggle uh, during, especially in the, in the mid to late part of the tw- 20th century, to call attention to the value of uh, Asian plays to uh, our understanding of drama in general. And so what um, what I was interested in doing is picking plays that I thought would resonate with Indian as well as American audiences. So uh, uh, Tendulkar's um, play uh, Soccer and Binder okay. struck me as a good uh, play because it had to do with the way women are treated mm-hmm. in the society. And that was something that's a topic in American society. Uh, of the role of women in society. So I thought it, it was a perfect match. 
and um, for our audiences. And so I've tended to choose plays that I thought would reach our audiences, uh, not to choose some some plays that actually some great plays, but somehow I, other I don't think they'd reach our audiences. Like uh, for example, but uh, in India, one uh, style is pretty popular, which is. Um, taking foreign plays or Western plays and adapting them to the Indian context, right? Indian characters, Indian local, Indian uh, things. Um, I don't know whether such attempts have been done in American theater trying to adapt plays from other genres and, and making them, you know, the uh, Americanized in some sense. Americanizing them, yes. Well, certainly... Um, I would say that there are techniques that have been borrowed from other uh, performance genres around the world. Uh, Julie Taymor, who did Lion King, uh, was inspired by the Balinese masks. Mm -hmm. And she had actually studied in Bali. And so what she did was incorporate the use of mask-making that she had learned in Bali and incorporated it into uh, her making a mask for a number of plays that she's done in New York and elsewhere. And, um, but I don't, the plays themselves have not really generally been taken and adapted or, um, um, liberally borrowed, I might say. Right. As, as say Shakespeare was liberally borrowed in India uh-huh. uh, when hundreds of plays were written out of his 30 Well, not only plays. Shakespeare, I mean, Miller or Miller, Miller yes. or yeah. anybody. I mean, uh, Albie, even Sam Shepard right. uh, has been, um, you know, Indianized in, in yes. some sense. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. I've seen a number of really good uh, interpretations of those works uh, mm. in India. Done in English primarily, but also in other Indian languages. So. Right. Uh, we are sort of uh, uh, running off time for the for the, uh, our commercial break. So, folks, if you want to call in, uh, it's seven three two two nine seven nine eight eight six, and we are talking to Dr. Farley Richmond, and uh, we have um, a bunch of other people here too, uh, Arpana, Shalendra. Hello. And Narendra, and and we'll get to you, and we're not going to spare you too. Okay, so, so don't don't, don't uh, uh, engross in talking to Dr. Richmond. And uh, I had a question about theater education in in general. Okay, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, well, a lot of us, as we were discussing a little a few minutes ago, we are not. Um, uh, the so-called uh, formally trained in theater. We don't have BFAs and MFAs uh, <laughs> kind of thing. We love theater. We have no. a passion for theater. No. But these days, you know, the technology has uh, spreading a lot, and, and we have these online courses like Coursera and others offering uh, various courses. Have you ever thought of doing something like that? Like on the MOOC? I've seen only one theater-related course on Coursera offered. I don't know which one. On, on performance. <laughs> Hello, folks. Uh, we are back again at the EBC Drama Club. This is Shudipta Bhomik, and we are talking to uh, Dr. Farley Richmond and um, and a bunch of other folks. Which, uh, we'll be talking to them soon. Uh, so if you have any questions, any comments, call in uh, 732-297-9886. So just before we uh, broke up for this commercial break, we were talking about uh, uh, online courses on theater, and I was uh, asking Dr. Richmond, you know, that you should offer something for us we are sitting in this part of the world uh, says that we can you know uh, educate ourselves with um, uh, from him okay uh, so dr richmond uh, i'd like to uh, now focus on your uh, current uh, 
um, project that you're go- uh, here for, and that is uh, uh, Girish Karnad's uh, Hayavadana. And and Hayavadana, uh, you have performed uh, Hayavadana, um, I would say, two times before and one staged reading also. So mm-hmm. I would say three times. Uh, and uh, and you're doing it here for the fourth time. Uh, what about Hayavadana that appeals to you? I mean, tell us a little bit about Hayavadana and, and what is it that appeals to you that brings this play, you go back to this play again and again. Uh, well, I'm ri- reminded that uh, Ibram Malkazi once told me that uh, the former head of the National School of Drama, that that he always uh, felt like that that he never got a play completely right, and the more he he produced it, the more he learned about it. So I'd have wow, to say that. Very well said. Yeah. Yes. In a way, I feel like I'm I'm learning more and more because I've learned some new things about this play, producing it here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started out. Uh, I first did it shortly after I had been traveling in India and met Girish. Uh, and he had just written the play, so I met him and talked to him about the play, and uh, and then I later on did this play as an outdoor production, and um, I did it. I tried to emulate the effect that I thought he might have had in mind for sort of a village performance. So we were outdoors, and the audience was surrounding the uh, the performance space. And um, it had that feel of uh, a South, South Conora mm-hmm. outdoor environment. It, it was in Michigan, so it didn't look tropical, but, but it, nevertheless, it had that f- effect. Then, we, um, then the next time I did it, because I felt that it's such an interesting play, uh, because it's philosophically interesting. The, the whole idea, Thomas Mann was uh, intrigued with the notion of... Uh, you know which is more important, the head or the body, and um, and th- the story he got from uh, Zimmer Heinrich Zimmer, uh, who had uh, been studying in India, and, and he then uh, he got the idea to write the no- novello, and then Giddish picked this thing up when he was at Oxford studying and thought it was so interesting, and it tied directly into a story that he knew from South Conora. And so his actors, um, uh, his notion of the actors uh, is, I think, what appealed to Giddish is that he was working at the um, uh, Madras Players at the time. So he mm-hmm. and, and he wrote the play in Canada, but he uh, decided that he would translate it into English and do it at the Madras Players when he was at Oxford University Press. So I, I was, a, I was interested in doing the play because I thought it was such an interesting philosophical uh, play that would resonate with audiences here. It, a dilemma uh, raised the dilemma in the audience's mind. So then I did it the second time as a part of our opening festival for a new theater, which we had just built in Michigan. And then uh, I was really very uh, touched when I was invited by uh, uh, Deepan Rai to come to uh, New Jersey and uh, do a stage reading of the show with Giddish coming to see it because I, Giddish had never seen these earlier things. So it was, it was very interesting to uh, have Giddish's opinion about what we were doing. And then now to do it uh, in full scale... Uh, has posed interesting problems for me because then uh, 
I, I'm using a student of mine to, uh, who just came back from Paris uh, working with Lecoq uh, on mask training and mask and clowning. And he built the masks for this show. So this student uh, who is young and uh, just at the beginning of his career has done some really spectacular masks for the show. And um, so, so I, that's, that's sort of interesting to me that you can do a play over and over again and still find something new in it every time. Well, yes, that's, uh, it, it, that's very true. And, and uh, the more you, as you said, the more you get into a production, the more you learn about it, the subtle nuances come in. And uh, we have some of the cast members from the play. Uh, we have Shailendra, Arpana, and we have Narendra here. So, Shailendra, I have a question for you and uh, to all of you, rather. Um, how's your experience? Uh, how are you enjoying this process of uh, you know, developing this production? Yeah, l- you, you can use the mic, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, like Dr. Farley very well said that, you know, it's a constant process of learning. And, you know, I've worked with Dr. Farley for, uh, you know, quite a few productions now already. And every time I work with him, I learn something new about myself and the way, you know, he does things. And he brings new ideas for into every production. Like in this time, we have this very interesting masks. They are very different than the masks we've used before in Clay Card and Sacrifice. They bring out the character, you know, very differently. So, so I mean, like I said, you know, it's, it's a learning process for all of us. And, um, you know, we are having, having a wonderful time, you know, mm-hmm. working on this production. And it's a very interesting play. I've never done this before. Uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, uh, I would have loved to be <laughs> present at some of the rehearsals that you're going through. Sure, you were. But, <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm tied with my rehearsals. I know, uh, I know. We all know yeah, that. And true. I'm sure it's working <laughs> so, out uh, equally so, well. But yeah. but we'll we'll uh, yeah, I'm sure if I can yeah. get an uh, opportunity and with your permission maybe sometimes I'll just land up and, and yep. oh, please, see definitely. how it's going. You're welcome. Yeah. And, and, You're uh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can come in tonight. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and uh, Arpana, any, you want to add something, Narendra? Um, it's a wonderful experience working with uh, Dr. Richmond, and uh, this time actually he gave me the um, honor to uh, do all the costumes, and I'm doing a couple of um, um, accessories, I would Mm -hmm. say, uh, for the play, and I'm really enjoying it, and working with him, I saw his other play, I was uh, involved, not in acting, but with other things, like um, uh, helping with the costumes and makeup Mm. in other uh, productions, and this time I have the have the privilege to do actually the Leading main role. Oh, wow. uh, okay. I do not know how. I, I wish. I I hope I am doing the justice of the role, oh, but yeah. um, you uh, have to. <laughs> with his blessings oh, no I don't so, um, so let's listen to um, uh, can you do us a clip from the play and that would be very sure, interesting right sure. so let, let, let's listen to it if you can you, you can use this mic too so uh, just give us an introduction of which part you are doing or, or Dr. Uh, Richmond you can do that uh, well this is from the, the first act of uh, the play in which uh, the the young girl uh, who is Padmini uh, sees for the first time the character of Capilla, who she uh, encounters because Capilla's best friend, Devadatta, has sent him on a mission to find out more about this young woman in the hopes that he can attract her to uh, fall in love with him. 
And of course, what often happens in a triangular relationship is Capilla sees her and falls in love with her too. So we have two men, two men in love with one woman. That's very common in India. Okay. So, let's, so let's listen to it. You knocked, didn't you? Uh, yes. Then why are you gaping at me? What do you want? Uh, I just wanted to find out whose house this was. Whose house do you want? This one. I see. Then who do you want here? Uh, the master. Do you know his name? No. Have you met him? No. Have you seen him? Uh, no. So, you haven't met him, seen him or known him. What do you want with him? She's quite right. What have I to do with him? I only want to find out his name and Are you sure you want this house or were uh, you No, no, I'm sure this is the one. Are you all, all right in your head? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Listen, you'd better be careful. We have any number of thefts in this street and people are suspicious. Last night there was a man standing out there for nearly 2 hours without moving and today you've turned up. It just was well I saw you. Anyone else would have taken you to the police. So beware. Now tell me. What are you doing here? Uh I can't tell you. Really? Who will you tell it to? Your father. Do you want my father or do you want the master of this house? Aren't they the same? Listen. My father could be the servant in this house or the master of this house could be my father's servant. My father could be the master's father, brother, son-in-law, cousin, grandfather or uncle. <laughs> do you agree? Uh yes. Right. Then we'll start again. Whom should I call? Your father. And if he's not in, anyone else. Which anyone? Perhaps perhaps your brother. Do you know him? No. Have you met him? No. Do you know his name? Please. Please call someone. Call your father or the master of the house. Or if they're the same, please call someone. No, 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 no. That won't do. All right. You have no doubt heard about the revered Brahman Vidyasagar. It's possible. In which case you'll also know Devadatta, his only son. He's a poet, a pandit. He knows all the Vedas backwards. He writes the grandest poetry ever. Wait a minute. What's he to you? A friend, greatest in the world. But the main question now, what's he going to be to you? Mother Wow. Is that yep. right? Okay. okay, thank you. Thank you very much for that clip and uh, and it's uh, really if any we, we we are all looking forward to it and uh, so this is this, this will be staged at the South Asian Theater Festival on 29th, right? Yes. I'm, I'm right, 29th yep. of September. So, uh, uh, Dr. Richmond Yes. Again, and shifting a little bit gears and this is a uh, area of my interest and uh, um, I have been doing theater, and especially we uh, have been doing theater, which is like uh, the Indian American experience uh, mm. in the U.S. Okay, yeah. so so basically our plays are um, uh, instead of bringing the plays from India to here, we are trying to create um, uh, 
theater of our own in, mm. in some sense. Okay, right. and uh, and that w- one of the plays we'll be doing at the if you uh, mm. please do come on twenty eighth. Oh, I have a show. I'll be there, uh, Palok, uh, which talks about uh, the parenting and and uh, mm. in especially in mm. the US context and in different ways so um so we are doing that and uh, what do you what do you think about that and especially the, the our generation and our next generation who are immigrants here and and the following generation um we go through a lot of uh, you know hard conflicts that that uh, and build a lot of trauma into our life. I mean, Gargi Gargi is uh, doing such oh. one such play uh, on, yes. on, on our voices. Uh, yeah, our, our voices. voices. Yeah. So, um, wh- what's your thought on that? Well, I think that uh, that's a good thing that you're doing that. Uh, the reason I say that is because uh, if you uh, know of the Japanese American and Chinese American experiences here, that that. Uh, their theaters have been developed out of just such experiences and uh, trying to make sense of their own relationship to American society and Western society in general. And so uh, developing playwrights, I think, is really crucial. And it starts with the playwrights and the companies willing to produce them. So East-West players, for example, and... and, um, uh, m- many of them got started because uh, there were there was a desire to express uh, the opinion of those who were suddenly becoming a part of American culture, uh, but didn't seem to have an entertaining way of uh, expressing Putting these subjects. Yeah. And so I think that's a good idea, and I, I encourage it. I think you should do more of it. Yeah, in fact, just to share with you, uh, we did one play which was done first at, at the first South Asian Theater Festival, Ron. Ron yes. And that mm. play, when we did it in English later on, um, mm. um, in fact, tomorrow is the ceremony. It's a it was not. It has been nominated for the New Year's Perry Awards uh, as one of the oh. outstanding. Wow! Uh, Congratulations, yeah. 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 Okay, thank you, and just sharing with you. And uh, uh, I know. I mean, hopefully, keep our fingers crossed <laughs> as we get it tomorrow. But, yes, but anyway, yes. having been noticed as uh. Uh, as a play in the uh, in this community mm. itself is a great honor. So, mm. so that's what we have been looking towards, and. But one of the challenges that we face, and, and uh, Kulraji was mentioning about it, is when we try to, you know, uh, do performances with, with our actors and all, and I've been asking this question to a lot of people and trying to find solutions, mm-hmm. is to have training, mm-hmm. trained actors. And, and, and in some sense, that helps a director a lot. You know, will oh, very yes, well appreciate that. And, uh, and a training not necessarily going through a BFM or MFA, no. MFA course. It's more like a, uh, you know, a specialized. personal mm-hmm. specialized uh, training. Um, Kulraji, you wanted to ask something about that, right? Uh, um, um, sir, I think um, this is a great opportunity for EBC Radio to have you in our studios. And I think our listeners are really enjoying and I uh, want to congratulate uh, Deepan Ray also and to you and to all the all the people who are involved with this theater festival. And I want to wish you all the best. And I think uh, it's really a great way of bringing the community together and viewing the culture. I think uh, it's an amazing experience. And my question to you, sir, is that, you know, there are a lot of actors here who want to uh, become stars, who want to become actors, who want to get into this uh, you know, Bollywood, Hollywood, mm. but uh, I, I think uh, uh, they don't have uh, right uh, gurus like you to guide them. <laughs> and I think without uh, a good performance, good mm. voice, 
good expressions and you know it, you you cannot make it big you have to be perfect well yes i think it's uh, one of my students was vinay patak who uh, was at stony brook in new york and, wow. and vinay was a uh, at the time was just an undergraduate and struggling to try to find his roots and to decide what he would do with himself. So he came to me and said, do you think I can make it in the American theater? And I basically warned him that unless he spoke English uh, in such a way that his accent wasn't present, it's not likely that he would get a job in American theater, except perhaps as a character actor in some particular show that required someone with that accent uh that was that was difficult for him to understand but uh he decided okay i'll go back to india he gets to india and he went to one of the english language theater companies in bombay theater group and pearl padamsi who was at that time doing plays with theater group told him Vinay, you don't speak English well enough to be in our place. <laughs> so, yeah. Because, you know, that group uses the Hill Station accent and, and trained British accent. And so Vinay was then struggling, well, what will I do with myself? And so he went to the Hindi language theater people, and they said, you don't speak Hindi well enough. To <laughs> so, he, so he was really frustrated. So, so he began to do commercial. And so what happened as a result of his doing commercials is that someone saw him and was interested in him. And then later on, he began to get into the film business and began to go with a group of people that, um, that ultimately they started producing their own staged work. Uh, C is for Clowns was the thing that they started with, I think. And then later on, uh, he uh, went into the films and did uh, Beja Fry. And then Beja Fry was a big hit because suddenly, hit. suddenly he was this character actor, humorous character actor. Most of what we did with him at Stony Brook was serious drama. So he ac- actually he was a character actor of comedy in hiding. And, oh, yes. and, and at the same time, I still believe that he's actually got very deep, uh, serious acting potential as a uh, but of course obviously he's picked up on his uh, humorous side of things yeah. um, a lot of our you know uh, the second generation of indian americans uh, now are going into the in the theater uh, and acting as part as a career and some of them are doing well but they're struggling uh, mm-hmm. with finding roles for themselves and you know, getting cast in, mm-hmm. in plays uh, to do that um Anything you suggest for them? Uh, we are we have only one one minute, so we'll wrap up soon. Uh, yes. Well, uh, I I think you should always keep trying, uh, and and uh, eventually, of course, it may dawn on you that that's not your career. But but the only way a person can do it is get as much training as possible: voice, movement, uh, character interpretation. And read as much as possible and watch as much as possible so that from those sources you get ideas because you never know when you're going to produce a, uh, a giant performer. Right, right. Yeah, Thank you very much. Okay, if, uh, if I may just add to this is that our work with Dr. Farley and he'll beat you into shape to be a good actor. 
<laughs> yes, yes. And uh, and thank you, Dr. Uh, Richmond. Uh, uh, we want to remind all our listeners about uh, our upcoming theater festival. Yes. Uh, as a reminder from uh, It's 27th to 29th at the Crossroads Theater. And, uh, and please do come and support this festival. And it's, uh, it's, it will be a great show. There are six or seven plays uh, yeah, at the yes. festival. <laughs> and on seven different plays, languages, yeah. English, uh, Hindi, uh, Bengali, I'll, of course, all other lang- uh, plays will also have super titles, so language is not going to be a problem for you. And the reason why this is big is because, you know, we are coming at our 25th anniversary. Okay, this That's is the Epic the Actors Workshop's Epic Actors. Uh, 25th anniversary. And uh, for yes. more information, people can go to our website, satf.us. Get all the information, get the tickets, contact information, and everything. Okay, right? thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much thank for uh, coming to our studios, and I hope you have a super weekend. Enjoy yourself. Take care. And we'll be back uh, after these messages on EBC Radio 1170 AM.